This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to another episode of the Worth Recovery Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm your host here. I'm a sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. And I'm excited to be here with you during our quarantine, our COVID-19 quarantine, and share an episode and a a little um, exercise that I've done in my life. Um, Before I jump into that, I just want to make sure that I announced a few things that are going on in my world and in Worth Recovery and different ways that uh, you and I can interact with each other and all sorts of fun things. First of all, um, in our last episode, I opened up my schedule uh, to just have time to connect with you. If you feel like you need some help, if you feel like you're going crazy, if you feel like you just need to talk with someone and get really real about things or even not get really real about things, I would love to... Uh, connect with you. So you can get on my website. If you go to the coaching page at the bottom of the coaching page, there's an opportunity for you to select a time and schedule uh, some time to talk. And I have just been floored. I'm so grateful and so excited that I can connect with so many of you. Excuse me. Uh, So many of you have reached out and scheduled time and um, I am so grateful for that. So I opened up a few more hours if you need some more time. And I'm going to keep that open for a while here. So if you want to talk about coaching, awesome. If you don't, awesome too. I would love to just chat with you and talk with you and spend some time getting to know you a little bit more. So do that. If that would be helpful for you during this time, I would love to be able to connect with you. Again, you can find that on my website, worthrecovery.com. Just go to the coaching tab and there's a calendar at the bottom and it's just really easy. You can schedule some time. Also, uh, this was in the works way before COVID-19 started, but I'm also excited to announce what I'm calling the Worth Circle. This is a support group, an online support group. It's a Facebook page. It's a Facebook group, I should say. And I had my best people go out and try to search for it, you know, because I I learned quite a few stalking techniques while I was an an addict. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but I did. Um, So I had a few of my good people who have those skills go out and try to search for it and find it, and you can't find it. So... If you're on Facebook and you would like to be part of a support circle of women, um, you can join the Worth Circle. So every week there will be a focus topic. And these topics, I've got the first whole year planned out. So I've got the first 52 topics planned out. And they range from things like the impact of addiction, uh, finding your why. Why are you staying in recovery? Uh, Self-acceptance, empathy, curiosity, getting curious about your behaviors. Self-talk, intentionality, emergency kits, grief in recovery, basic boundaries. How do we talk about sex? What words do we use? Resistance. There's just a huge variety of topics 
that we focus on. My goal is to make each one of those topics applicable no matter what stage in recovery you are. So if we're going to talk about grief in recovery, we can talk about losing some behaviors. We can talk about losing relationships that were probably inappropriate and yet need to be gone from our lives. And how do we handle that? So we can talk about different stages in grief. We can talk about the later stages in recovery when you lose maybe some friends, um, when you realize that you've got to really change the way that you interact with things and you're going to have some loss and there's going to be some grief around that. So we just have, it's a quick, no more than 15 minute video where you just get to listen about the topic and with an exercise that's something to focus on for that week in your recovery. There'll also be opportunities for you to just share and support each other, kind of build your network. It's going to be highly moderated. We have uh, currently about five moderators that will be there to help us because we need that place to be super safe and we need to make sure that we're supporting each other and not tearing each other down or comparing or causing problems. And so we're going to have it highly moderated so that you can feel safe and connect with other people. So get, if you are interested in learning more about the Worth Circle, you can also find that information on the website. If you go up to the coaching tab again, I mean, it's on the main page too, but if you go to the coaching tab, one of the options is the Worth Circle. So I would love to have you there. I would love to talk to you about it. If you have any questions or thoughts you want to talk about it, I would love to do that. You can just go to the website, read about it and sign up as well. And then I'll reach out and we'll have a, a little conversation about it as well. So whatever you would like. The first month is free um, because I just want you to get in and see if it's going to work for you. So the first month is free. We would love to have you. And then after that, you can decide if you want to stay. If you decide to stay, it's $30 a month to be able to stay and participate and share and grow your support circle and learn together and stay um, recovery focused, recovery minded, because that's important. That's so important. Okay, I've got those announcements. Um, one more big announcement. So I think I've, I know I've talked about this on my podcast before, but I've, the last year I have been in school to get my mental, my clinical mental health counseling degree because I want to be a therapist and I want to do more things. I want to, I'm going to continue coaching and I'm going to continue podcasting about my own experiences. And I want to be able to offer new levels of healing and recovery for women in sex addiction as well. And I want to be able to contribute on the larger scene there. And so I've been in school and it's been awesome and enlightening and hard and all sorts of different adjectives. And I hit my year mark in May, which is super exciting because that means I can start seeing clients. And because of that... Uh, I'm going to be working at a clinic here in town and have a supervisor and all that great stuff as I start to work with clients and see clients. And I'm going to be offering two online um, psychoeducational groups for women in early stages of recovery. And I'm so excited about this. Uh, it's going to be offered through Healing Paths. You can go to their website, healingpathsrecovery.com. Or if you want to connect with me on my website or anything like that, you can do that there. They're going to start the first week of May. There's two options. There's one kind of midday and then one in the evening. They're going to be online groups. So for anywhere in the world you want to participate, you can participate. 
They're limited to 12 participants, and we're going to be working through together as a group the Facing the Shadow workbook from Patrick Carnes. This is the CSAT model, uh, the Certified Sex Addiction Treatment model, and I'm going to be leading those groups and running those groups, and I'm super excited about it. So if that's something you want to learn more about, then grab, uh, join the website, get on the website, mineworthrecovery.com. Um, and connect with me that way, or uh, you can email me, amy at worthrecovery.com, or you can go to the Healing Paths website, healingpathsrecovery.com, and get information there under the events tab. Okay, that's way too many announcements, way too long on announcements, but they're all things that I'm really excited about. They're all things that I'm really excited about moving forward, recovery for women and sex addiction, because if I've learned anything the year I've been in school, it's that there is, there's nothing. Again, like it's, there was this hole. I knew there was this hole. I just didn't know it was like a bottomless cavern, it feels like, of resources for women. There are more and more coming out, but we need more and more and more. So I'm excited to be contributing to that. And I so appreciate your continued support and love um, in that as well. Okay, today. So I want to talk about an exercise, but before I get there, um, I want to tell you just a little bit of a story of my life. In 2015, so it was June of 2015, I showed up at work one day um, and I got laid off. And it was the first time in my life that I've been laid off. And it was really interesting to me because in December of the, of the previous year, right, at the end of the year party, I had been awarded the Employee of the Year Award right? Like I had been given this big award and this huge amount, like huge amount of money and this big certificate and this huge, like employee of the year award. I had to give a speech at the big company, um, party. And I mean, just all sorts of stuff. And I had been only working at that company, I don't know, about two years when I got that employee of the year award. And now here I am five, six months later being laid off. And I, I was the only one laid off. And my understanding was that the company really wasn't in financial trouble. Um, it was more of a targeted layoff because they, the job, the promotion that they had promised me, they were bringing another person in a family relative in to take that position. And so it was more just kind of a, um, <laughs> it was like a tar, a strategic firing, right? But they laid me off. So it was devastating to me, like totally devastating. I thought for sure that I, like I was going to be at this company for the rest of my life. I enjoyed what I was doing. I loved what I was doing. I was learning so much. I felt like I was contributing so much. It was like a mixture of all of my skill sets that I felt really good at. And I just loved it. I loved it. I knew there were problems. I knew there were problems. In this job, I traveled a lot. I worked with school districts throughout the country, and I would travel at least 80% of the time, um, but some months it was 100%. And I would leave on Sunday nights or Monday mornings. I would teach and plan and do things all week with the school district, and then I would come home Friday. I would do my laundry. I would pack up, and I would do it again. <clears throat> I knew that there were problems with that for me. Um, particularly around traveling, particularly around anonymity, particularly around being able to 
you know, like I hadn't acted out. I was sober and everything was good, but I had had weekends or weeks where that was a temptation for me. Um, that was a struggle for me, I should say, to like stay focused. So I knew that there were problems. And I also knew that I was getting caught up in the prestige of traveling. Like for those of us that never had jobs where we traveled a lot or where we um, had a lot of recognition, I was getting all of that in this job. Like I, you know, there, I felt at that time, I don't feel this way anymore, but at that time I felt like there was this like big importance because I traveled so much. So I must've been super important. I had get gotten enough like airline miles in a few months, a few, yeah, a few months to like, you know, jump like levels of uh, loyalty and all sorts of things in different airlines. So I was getting, you know, sitting in first class. I'd never sat in first class my entire life. So I was sitting in first class all the time and I was I, just that kind of like stupid, superficial pride stuff that like had really gotten the way of where I was at um, in my life, but I didn't recognize it all at that time. Um, and so there were just a variety of things that were getting in the way really of the life I wanted to be living, but I didn't recognize it at that time. So I show up to work one day, this really self-important person thinking that I'm awesome and that I'm going places and that this company would, you know, die without me. And about midday, I got taken into a room and they laid me off. And I had seen enough, I like, I've seen enough layoffs in my life from other people, not personally, that I knew that like there, like there was just no fighting this, like just do what they ask you to do, sign what they ask you to sign, go get your stuff at your desk and like leave. I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to do anything like I'm, I'm out. If you don't want me, then I don't, I don't want to be there. And that's something I learned in recovery. (laughs) If you don't want me, I'm not going to try to force myself to be there. Right. That's not, that's not a healthy thing. And I got laid off and I came home and I literally had just moved that weekend before from an apartment to a house that I loved. And my house was still in boxes But I came in and like cleared out my bed and like just cried for hours, hours, hours. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know, you know, how things were going to work. They handed me a severance check that day. Like I just, I had no clue what I was going to do. So that was June, very end of June in uh, 2015. Well, I think the very next day I had a therapy appointment and I went to my therapist. The amazing Jackie pack. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, like I have no clue. Like my life like was planned out, like totally a hundred percent planned out. And for at least, you know, the next couple of years. And like, I just, I don't know. And I remember sitting there just saying like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what I want to do. I don't even know how I'm going to live. I don't know how I'm going to make my my payments. I don't know how I, like, I, I don't, I don't know. And, uh, she was amazing. She was so amazing. She took a deep breath. She told me to take a deep breath. And then she said, so you are in a moment of free fall. And I was like, right. Like I am panicked. She's like, right. That's what happens in free fall, right? Like you, you panic, you panic because 
you don't know where the bottom is and you don't know how long you're going to fall and you don't know what's going on. And she said, it's your very first instinct to just grab out, to just like try to brace your fall and try to stop yourself. And so you just grab at whatever is around you and you just try to grab and you hold on to it and you hold on to it thinking that that's going to be the thing that saves your life or that, or that stops you from falling. And I was like, right. And we had that discussion about that. And she said, but there's some really awesome things about free fall. And I remember this was the most important to me. She said, free fall is an opportunity to rearrange your life really, really quickly. And that did not make sense to me. So I had to have her explain it a couple of times. When you're in free fall, there are a lot of things that can fall into your life really easily because there's not a lot of structure and you're not really married to your old traditions or the old ways that you did things because you're in free fall. And so there's a lot of things that can fall into your life and there's a lot of things that can fall out of your life in a very short amount of time. And you can come out of a free fall with life looking a whole lot different than it did when you fell in. And I, I just sat there. I remember I was still really panicked, but I sat there thinking like, this is brilliant. Like, this is brilliant. And she said, we have opportunities in our lives of free fall. They come and times that we least expect it. Sometimes they come when our addiction is discovered and our whole life has to change. Sometimes it comes when we find out that our spouse betrayed us and our whole life has to change. Sometimes it comes with a firing or a layoff of a job. Sometimes it comes with the diagnosis of a terminal disease or the, or the diagnosis of for ourselves or for someone else of a terminal disease or a car accident or things like that. We have these options. We have these moments and they're usually masked in grief and tragedy and sorrow. And yet at the same time, there are these incredible moments of free fall when our lives can become very disorganized really quickly and we have the opportunity to reorganize them in a new way. And then she gave me a warning, right? She gave me a couple warnings, but one was your tendency in these moments will be to grab at anything that's around and think that that's going to be the thing that is going to save you or stop you from falling. And it ha- we have to fight against that natural instinct to just grab at things because That's grabbing, we don't know if that's what's going to save us. And we don't know if that's really what we want in our lives. And sometimes we just grab at it and it might momentarily stop our fall. And so we think it's really important, but it might not always be that way. And so we can't just grab for what's available. We have to be willing to fall and we have to be willing to intentionally have things fall into our lives and have things fall out of our lives. So I went home that night after this therapy session that was awesome. And I wrote in my journal. So this was July 5th of 2015. And this is what I wrote in my journal that day because because it was so impactful for me. Uh, I put a, I put a, well, it says, this is a free fall moment. I love this quote that I found. If you're going to fall, then dive. That is what I want for this moment. Rather than just fall and grasp at straws or search for anything or anyone to stop the fall or lessen the impact, I want to dive. I want to feel the full impact and take advantage of everything I can. And then at the bottom here, I have these two big lists. 
uh, with the big arrows. Things I want to fall into my life. And then on, on the left side and on the right side, things I want to fall out of my life. Um, and so this was in 2015, right? Things I want to fall into my life. Um, I wrote balance, adequate time to take care of myself, uh, physical self-care, exercise, eating, movement, consistency, routines and habits, people. I want more friends, um, organization. I don't want to live in such a chaotic or messy place. Relationships, authenticity, joy, love, confidence, nature, swimming, uh, just, and I, I mean, I have tons of things that I want to fall into my life. And then I wrote this big list of things I want to fall out of my life. Some of them include procrastination, stuff. I have too much stuff. Pride. At this point in time, I was starting to see a lot of the issues that my job had been causing in my life and I wanted them gone. Uh, shame. Feeling of not being too, of being, feelings of not being enough, competing, comparison, bitterness, entitlement, anger, resentment. Those are just some of the things that I wanted to fall out of my life. Now I could read you, like I, again, I have this whole journal of like what happened in the next, you know, few weeks, what happened in the next few months, what happened that really helped me to move forward. Um, and so this is from just a month later, it says, uh, in, so this was in August, uh, well, it's a little more than a month, August 23rd, my, I feel my narrative is changing. It is hard. I want to change and I'm trying to let it change and I'm trying really hard to let things fall out of my life and fall into my life, but it is hard. But I am lovable. I am fun. I am pretty. People want to spend time with me. I haven't felt that way for such a long time. I listened to this podcast about giving up labels. For so long, I've had such negative labels about myself and felt so inadequate and unworthy. I've never been enough, yet I've always been enough. <laughs> Sorry, a little emotional there. It was my own thoughts and misconceptions that told me I wasn't. Self-damage. I'm done with that. That is falling out of my life. I'm done with self-sabotage, with self-doubt. I'm done with all of that. This exercise of allowing things to fall in and out of my life and kind of reframing the crisis that I was going through was powerful for me. It was hard. It was a lot of hard work and there were a lot of really hard things that I had to do. And, and it was amazing. And I look back at this list and I look back at so many things that fell into my life. Um, this podcast is one of those things that fell into my life because I started to really look at what I wanted to do for meaningful work. I started to really look at what I wanted to be called, what I felt called to do. And it was scary times, guys. It was so scary because I did not have a lot of money. In fact, I had very, very little money. I was living on some unemployment for a little while until I figured out some things and had to, you know, kind of reinvent my life um, and reinvent my finances and what that was going to look like. And yet, I look back at that period of time as just this sweet gift of being able to really reorganize in a way that was meaningful. So I share that with you because a couple weeks ago when this whole mess of COVID-19 started and I was, I, you know, I have a, a 
a lot of coaching clients and I was starting to see like people were starting to get frantic. People were starting to really get unnerved about what am I going to do? And I don't know. And I don't know. And I don't know. And I don't know. And all these, I don't knows. And it reminded me of this moment in my life when I showed up and said, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't even know where to start. Right. And so I shared that story with them and I talked to them about free fall and what it's like to live in a moment of free fall, because that is where we are. You are in a moment of free fall. Whatever country you live in, whatever your rules and guidance are about COVID-19 right now and quarantine and staying safe and staying home or whatever it is, we're as a world in a moment of free fall. We, we don't know what's going to happen. We're doing all these things, hoping for the right result, hoping that it's going to work. We've got all the scientific and mathematical models to show us that eventually it will work, hopefully, <laughs> right? But we, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the trajectory of anything. And it's this moment of, are schools going to open back up? I don't know. Is fall, like are, by fall, are we going to open schools back up? I don't know. And are, now we're home and I mean, just all these things. And we're in a moment of free fall. And there's an inclination we're in, when we're in free fall to just grab at whatever is around, which is why we have things like panic buying, because we just grab, right? Enough toilet paper, enough flour, and <laughs> enough yeast, you still can't find those things on shelves here, um, will get me through whatever's going to happen, right? We just grab and we grasp at things. And so I wanted to just give you this exercise because I went through it with all of my coaching clients. And it's kind of amazing to really think about this information. This time of life is hard. It's so hard. You might be stuck inside with people you don't want to be stuck inside with. You might have lost a job. You might have lost your total income for your family. You might be living alone. And so for weeks at a time, you're not seeing people or you're not interacting with people. There's just so many things that could be going on right now. But this is a moment of free fall. And when you're in these moments of free fall, you have a couple options. You can just grab or you can just look at the sky and be sad and depressed and not know what to do. Or you and because I do that sometimes too. Let's be real. Right. You can do both. And you have an opportunity to reorganize your life in a short amount of time. You have an opportunity to look at your life and say, these are the things that I want to fall into my life. And these are the things that I want to fall out of my life. And as you do that, I just want to give you some thoughts. One of the most important things about free fall is that you just let go and let the fall happen. You, you got it. You're going to fall. So if you're going to fall, dive, right? If you're going to fall, dive, do it full heartedly, full bodily, full spirit, do it. Let the fall happen. And instead of grasping for things, you've got to intentionally look around and pull things into your life that you want to be there, things that you want to be there and let go of the things that you don't want to be there, that you don't want to be there. So I did this exercise about a month ago, um, as I was just thinking about, as I was doing it with my coaching clients, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to totally do this. So I will post my picture. Um, of my of my fall in and fall out list as the cover uh, for this podcast episode. But I just wanted to show, I drew this little picture of me falling in the middle. I'm not super great artist. So it's just a stick figure with a really scared face and hair flowing in the background. And then I have these big arrows of things I want to fall into my life. One of them is podcasting. I struggled. And I have another episode where I'm going to talk about that struggle. 
Um, and I'm feeling like I'm finally pulling out of the struggle. Uh, movement. I, I need to, I need to move my body more. I've been having dance parties by myself. It's been awesome. It's been so awesome. And I love it. Confidence, uh, feeling confident in my skills, my knowledge and my abilities and staying connected to that confidence. I, I go back and forth, back and forth. Yes, no, yes, no, I can do it. No, I can't. Blah, 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 right? Um, physical strength, uh, surrender and acceptance of what is. Ownership of myself, my business, my success, and my awesomeness, I wrote. <laughs> Forgiveness of my family and others. Music and creation. I've started doing this really cool thing. I call it the band of the day. So awesome. And so I pick a band that like I have always really liked their music or it's been a while since I've listened to them and I listen to their music all day long. It's my band of the day. And I've realized that there are some bands I won't ever listen to again. And that's been fun and funny, but also a good thing. Um, the, I've got others, but those are some of the ones. And then things I want to fall out of my laugh, life. Resistance. Uh, I struggle with feeling resistant to things. Uh, judgment of self and others. Shrinking and playing small. Binge watching TV. That's falling out of my life. And I want to report that I've been super successful at that, which has been a challenge, but also really good. Rushing. Um, I tend to just rush through things and I don't want to do that. I want to be more calm and I want to feel more present. And so rushing is one of the things I want to fall out of my life. Um, the other thing is the feeling of half-assing it. <laughs> I sometimes... Yeah, I don't know that I half-ass it, but I feel like I do. And so I've got that on my list of things I want to fall out of my life. Um, and just other things. Other, I mean, that's just a few of the ones at the top, but I've got a big list. I'll post that for you to look at. So my friends, I wanted to share this with you today for a few reasons. One, I think it's important when we're in these free fall moments to be intentional. And I think it's important to be intentional in all of our lives. But here we have a really good opportunity to practice that intentional intentionality. I also want to recognize that I know it's super, super hard. Um, having done it before and having my free fall moment, it requires a level of self-honesty. You got to be honest with yourself about what is in your life that really needs to go away and shouldn't be there. Even if it's somehow serving you, that might be your addiction. That might be a, a certain behavior you've held onto from your addiction. That might be a certain behavior that you've switched to instead of acting out sexually. Now you act out in this way and that needs to go as well. And those are, those are super hard to admit to ourselves. And yet it's this great opportunity to reorganize really quickly. It's hard. Like I read from my journal before, it's really hard and it takes a lot of focus. I've been, I have mine. Um, up on my wall and I read it every morning. I read down my whole list, both sides, um, as just a way to remind me that these are the things I'm focusing on today, right? And when I find myself with extra time, I go read my list and I say, okay, or not even extra time because it's not like I have a lot of that, but when I find myself with a few minutes, I go read my list and I say, is there something I can focus on right now? Is there something I can do right now that will focus on one of these things, either letting something go or bringing something intentionally back into my life. I think that this would be a great opportunity to do also as a couple. Um, if you sat down as a couple and said, what are things we want to bring into our lives as a couple, into our couple relationship? What are things we want to fall out of our couple relationship? I think it's also something that would be really fun to do as a family. What do we want to bring into our lives as a family? What do we want to fall out of our lives as a family? 
And again, that takes a level of self-honesty, right? It takes a level of willingness to be vulnerable with your kids, with your partner and say, I don't like this about our relationship. I would rather have this happen in our relationship. And it's a great way to build trust and strength and commitment and fidelity and relational skills with people. So I wanted to bring that forward as one of my offerings during this period of crisis in our lives that there are ways that we can reframe this and look at it differently. I'm not saying that that makes it any better and I'm not saying it makes it any easier, but I am saying it's an opportunity and everything, everything in our lives can be an opportunity if we let it. Okay, with that, I will close today. I hope that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how far you feel like you've gone, that I hope that you know that you are worth recovery, 100% worth it. I know it's hard. I know it's a struggle. And I know that it's worth it. And I know that you're worth it and that you are enough. If you don't feel that way about yourself today, just remember that I do and you can lean on me for that kind of support. If you want to connect, get on my website, worthrecovery.com, go to the coaching tab, pick a time, let's talk. Um, I think about you. I think about you guys every day. I think about, especially because there's nobody else in my house. So I think about you. I pray for you and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.